Welcome to Morons of the Multiverse. For our inaugural recording back in January of 2022, Mike McGarry and myself recorded a conversation first about our origins and our friendship, and let that be followed up by our debut episode as intended, The League, which is our collection of insanely badass, awesome characters that exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe without superpowers. The normies, if you will. But you'll hear more about that in this here episode. Hope you dig it, y'all. you off? I get it. She has flips and stuff. Okay, uh, uh, alright, alright, alright. Stop, 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 stop. If we say that, they won't keep listening. Morons of the Motherers. This is the League of Extremely Ordinary Gentlefolk. Gentlefolk. Thank you. I was trying to I was trying to go gender neutral there and I was blanking what to do with gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What this means is this universe is so well built, not just because the heroes are charismatic and not just because their stories are well told, but because of the way that the common folk interact with them. The way that we have these absurd fulfilled, rich, deep characters or shallow, hilarious characters, but these fascinating characters that give a a real life presence to these movies that is so awesome. And we want to give a lot of tribute to them as our uh, years go on. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, these are your uh, Flavor Flav, you know, like your hype man, like a little John. Like somebody that's Why are out these there. your examples? It's a good example, Derek. It's a good... Little John was a fucking legend, and so was Flavor Flav, and you know what time it is. It's time for the league. And these are your, you know, they salt and pepper into the movies. You get a little bit more flavor from them that the superheroes can get really dull, honestly. Especially if you're looking at, like, a Steve Rogers or, like, a... I can't say Thor anymore because he's kind of the funnier one of the, you know, of the duo. A world with all, like, super-powered super-powered individuals would get boring really quick. It gets very static, yeah. It's just very bleh. And so these guys help break up a lot of that monotony. And some of these movies, in my opinion, just would be fall flat on their face awful. And I mean that. Like, you have to have those good supporting characters. I think they're tremendously important. And they bring a level of us into the films. Mm-hmm. They are our eyes and our right. reactions in these moments. They are the everyman. They are the person that's like, holy shit, that guy just threw a bus next to me. Yeah, there's some context there that we probably wouldn't appreciate, or I mean a superhero wouldn't really appreciate that we definitely do. So the reactions, which kind of leads me to how we end up with these guys. There's got to be rules, guys. Um, you can't just have, you know, anybody who you've, you think for that day or uh, somebody that you just become attached to that's very powerful. There are rules for the league, um, which Derek and I will outline here before we go any further. Yeah, very strict rules. Um, Neither one of us ever try to bend any of them. So, you know, I'll start with uh, power. 
yeah, the it's obvious. It's full of shit there. We're, we're rule benders. <laughs> yeah. uh, Big rule benders. Yeah, rules are made to be broken. Love is a battlefield. The, the, love is certainly a battlefield. But we're going to try to keep it contained to the parameters. And there'll be occasional outliers that will define the reasons for them. But yeah, that's... So the basic concepts, You were I interrupted you there. No, you're good. Power. Yeah. Power is the obvious. Um, these are extraordinary gentlefolk. Not super-power gent... Or, God, I, now I'm really fucking gender folk. We're going to just devolve. League of extra- the League of Extremely Ordinary Peeps? Peeps. Peoples. Uh, humanoids. Um, individuals. Anyways, you know what we're talking about here. J-I-A-L. Individuals. Power, superpowers, any of that eliminates them. We can go ahead and, and we will discuss in length um, the ways that we get into our like middle no, grounds there, our gray areas. We always just shorthand refer to it as the League anyway. Let's just call it the League. The League. It's well, just the League. I feel like we do the League and then it's like that show on FX that got yeah. really irre- irrelevant after a while. That talked got, about that, actually. We did talk about that, as yeah. a matter of fact. If you uh, tuned into our simulcast that we did with the D2B2 sports show. D2B2. It was, uh, <laughs> it was indeed mentioned in that. And if you haven't listened to that, check that out. It'll be in the same feed as this. It's great. So appearances, these league members do have to have a certain amount of, I don't know that it has to be a, you know, every single movie. You don't have to have like three or four full movies, but your appearances have have to be memorable or very memorable. Oh yeah. You can get by an extreme memorability in small bursts, but overall a decent amount of these league members you'll find... (laughs) play a decent to pivotal role in whatever respective project they're in, even if they're only in a single project. Right. Likeability. We're not usually going to be using this for somebody that we hate or very highly dislike because hate is a mean and nasty word. So, yeah, I mean, just general dislikability is usually going to be a no. But we're looking for people that are fun. You know, they're a good time. They really enhance your movie-going experience. Those are the kind of people that we like to keep in the league and that we like to induct in there. Yeah, we might as well give the perfect example our king of this league, the just the heralding captain of this squad, the absolute legend, Mike, drop the name on him. <clears throat> Happy Hogan. What? <laughs> Alright, we have a different name in that category, but all right. Morris. <laughs> Hey, one name at a time here. Focus. Give me no. Give me your Happy Hogan breakdown. Let's just start into this. We're gonna start shouting nominees back and forth. Fine. Happy Hogan is the. I mean, alliteration like just the golden shining example of what a league member should be. A. I mean, he's basically what started all of this. Period. As a human. <laughs> Truth fact. He's just the start of where he starts with Tony. Um, his journey all throughout the movies, becoming basically a mentor to Peter, um, becoming even more of a mentor to Peter after Tony's death, all the way through it. Happy Hogan is hilarious. He's a goofball. He has given us some of the, like, he gives you, like, Michael Caine, Alfred stuff. You know, the cheeseburger moments. That's a rough, rough bit. And so Happy Hogan is kind of like, the fact that he's never donned an Iron Man suit or, you know, jumped in the sweet, sweet Captain America juices, that's why he is such a pivotal league member and number one for me. Hey, I respect him as your number one. I just always thought we had the same number one, so I, so I skewed you up for a different person than I expected My guess say. is this person is number two on my list, so... 
Yeah, I, I mean, I adore Happy Hogan for all the reasons you said. He's the OG, if for sure. You know, Iron Man 1, right out the gate, he's the guy in that category. And beyond respectable, the man, I've cried at like four different moments that Happy Hogan's involved with in the MCU. Oh, it's just like, in it, they're making them worse. Uh, the Spider-Man, dude, he's just, uh, No Way Home. God, uh, I can't even talk about it. Dude, it's rough. Happy. I hate it. I'm just hoping for Happy to finally just have a good life after all. To be happy. Just to be happy, to just get to live your name. But anyway, shout outs, legend, Happy Hogan. My number one, Luis. Luis, the wild-winded man like myself, a guy who just gets lost on his own tangents and then lost within his own tangents within his own tangents and then pulls back to four tangents ago. So actually skips one tangent that led to those three other ones along the way through his whole route. But along the way, you're just so engulfed and mesmerized by that sweet, beautiful tone. (laughs) Just like, what a wonderful man. What a wonderful performance he brings in every film he's involved in. He... Keeps the whole crew grounded in the Ant-Man pair of films. He gives us just the per-second goods. Oh, that's truth serum. No, that's not truth serum. That's truth serum. <laughs> when you talk about Luis, it's, it almost seems like somebody gave you truth serum. And, like, you've been trying to hold back before that, but, like, now you just can't stop. I get it, though. Like, Luis is on my list. I didn't I, – I, you know, I wanted you to have him. You deserve Luis. I think that's your guy. That's fair. And I it would have felt cheap if I would have stolen it. So I, you know, Happy Hogan's still I, just right there for me. I gotta, I, he's my number one either way. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal pair though. And this, this is a good start. So let's just ramble back and forth. Hit me with your next league nominee. So this is a, this is technically the nominations episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we've been rattling them off like they're in. They're now <laughs> technically in. I'm sorry. Because we've just been treating them as in for a while, those that we know will be in. But we're about to throw some that we know we're in and some that we might shoot down and throw a couple surprises at each other. I've got a new one for you that's not involved with the list that you haven't seen yet also. Shit. So we've got we've got some curveballs along the way. Yeah, hit me with your best shot uh, when we get there. Buddy. Happy Hogan and Luis. Welcome to the league, gentlemen. Congratulations. I am going to take my next nomination. Trevor Slattery will be my number two league member. I don't really know if there's really anybody else who gets to go into this 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 category. It was hard not to pick Trevor Slattery as my number one. I fucking love him. He just cracks me up. And once you realize how big of a dope he is in the first, it, he's one of the very, very few bright points in Iron Man 3. That movie is just all sorts of fucking wonky. Yeah, and I loved the twist in Iron Man 3 that he was an actor the whole time. It actually Correct. made more sense to me than a white guy that's that's just called the Mandarin. And I love the way it's doubled back to briefly in Shang-Chi and made a joke of, like, oh, what a terrible name. They referred to him as the Mandarin. And that's a chicken dish. Yeah. And they could have really gone a lot of ways with that. They never had to bring Trevor Slattery back. There's a way that you could have just oh, sure. goofed it, it off. It can happen and it's done. With, that, with mention without him being there. But, but I'm so grateful they did. But we know now that we needed Trevor Slattery the whole time. He was a literal plot device. And he was, he uh, was incredible stuff. He, he just absolute beautiful Shakespearean. Mwah, I just absolutely love Trevor Slattery. I there's nobody else I would have nominated in, in the spot. Like I said, he he could have very well just been my number one. Well, I uh, I backed and I second the nomination, 
And I say Travis Slattery fully leaked. The fully dude's, leaked. The dude's hilarious. He's as normy as it gets. Dude's yeah. just a fucking actor that was that took the wrong gig at the wrong time. <laughs> or the right gig, if you want to call it that. He seemed to be having a good time. I mean, he was having a good time while he was doing it. Yeah, that's that was for sure. A, a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, he was found in bed with two gorgeous women by Tony. He was having a good time. He was drinking, you know, shitty beer. Just kind of doing his thing, though. Like, every once in a while, he'd make a, you know, terrorist appearance. Yeah, quick terrorist video. Yeah, it's... <laughs> but, like, he didn't do any of the terrorism. He just, like, delivered a pre-written monologue. He's an actor. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I agree. He's an actor. I forgive his sins of the past. He's done it. He's paid his penance. He's been in fucking jail and then this weird dungeon for a very long time. So, like, my man has paid his penance as far as I'm concerned. I believe that criminals deserve their freedom once they've paid their penance. And I think for acting in terrorist videos without committing any terrorism, I think he's paid a, paid a fair penance. Yeah, for sure. And he kind of, like, it's funny that I've never really kind of, like, thought about the fact that Shang-Chi's father just, like, puts him in a dungeon. Just slaps him in a dungeon, bro. You're just, you're just... He's like, no, you're good, dog. Like, I've done things far worse than you'll ever do. But yep. you deserve to be in a dungeon. Yeah, dungeon for you. Dungeon for you, uh, yeah. yes. Castle for me, dungeon for you. God, his dad's a dick. Um, <laughs> anyways, so your next that, nomination, uh, my friend. My next nomination. She's already very briefly been mentioned in this episode, mm-hmm. but to, this is my most OG nomination of the day. Our queen, Doctor Darcy. Okay. Kat Dennings in a per second video, a per second clip in this universe, just brings the heat. All of her lines are so fun and so well placed, and she's a lone source of levity in two different films in Thor and Thor Dark World, where Chris Hemsworth is not funny yet in those. No. Natalie Portman is just, like, literally phoning it in as generic hero girlfriend. Yep. And, like, I love Natalie Portman normally. So that was actually very disappointing for me, the way that Marvel rolled her out, frankly. I mean, I think there's room for redemption here going forward, and I think that Love and Thunder has all the room in the world to redeem that. And talking, I'm excited as fuck for it because, you know, anything Taika Waititi, I'm pumped. I was talking about that last night because I was watching Annihilation, another great Natalie Portman uh, performance. But there is nobody that I would want to see fix that character, and I'm going to say fix because it's been a train wreck most of the time. Very poorly mishandled, and like you said, just kind of a token girlfriend to a superhero thing. Yep. But Taika's going to fix us. I mean, a very intelligent one. Like, oh, that's for like sure. The, that's like the that's one, the one redeeming fact. But, yeah. like, that's not uncommon. They've, they've always had, like, the women are the brains, and the man comes and physically saves them as their damsels. Yeah. Like, there's that's definitely a knock of, like, early Marvel that gets fixed pretty well throughout the rest of the franchise. But in the early phase, you definitely had a handful of token arm candy. Yeah. It's, yeah, the... Shout out to the ladies at Marvel now, and shout out to all the fucking sexist dudes that irritates that there's all these female-led projects coming now. Like, where's all these women superheroes now? It's bullshit. These were never in the comics. Why won't they make me pie? It's bullshit. Why won't they touch my wiener? It's bullshit. I'm hotter than she is. Yeah. Oh, she's ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would never have sex with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Give me a beer. Um, Where's my pie? I will. I'm allowing Darcy, though she is becoming a little bit more OG as we go on here. 
but I'm allowing Darcy. I think that she definitely meets your, you know, meets all the requirements for the league. I, I have zero, yeah. pair, zero qualms pair with this. Of great films and some phenomenal work in WandaVision. Oh. And hopefully so, our dream show with a guy that'll get nominated eventually. I'll tease it when we get to the nom- the other nominee who I want to see a spinoff show with her for. So uh, we'll get back to that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump into my own nominations again. Hit I, me. I would like to nominate Korg. Korg. <laughs> Give me your give me your argument for Korg, and then I'll decide. But I want to hear before I lay my judgment. I want to hear you out. I don't, I want I want to be a supportive friend and hear you out. But I I gotta tell you, this is a person made of rocks. But anyway, please continue on, Korg. I think you're being a little bit speciest when it comes to referring him to him as. A pile of rocks and that being a problem. Uh, I said he's a person made of rocks, sir. I did not refer to him as a pile. Do not plug words into my mouth. Collection of rocks. Um, Either way, yeah, Korg is a person and he may be kind of strong, maybe stronger than most humans, but name a time and place where Korg really has to go out and beat some ass to be able to like, to be able to survive. Or to be able to push humanity forward. I mean, he fights in, like, the, you know, the the last the stand for Asgard. Asgard. But that's really about it. Otherwise, he's playing... I mean, he's part of, like, the giant crew that runs up in, like, Endgame. I mean, he has to be, because they, like, plug literally everybody in there. Sure, but... And I'm pretty sure there's just a bunch of, like, another nonsense in that lineup. Oh, they're, I, if I'm not correct, Howard the Duck is in there. So, oh, yeah. 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 They, they've got those little gems. If they, if Howard the Go Duck, right? So if we're using that, I, I'm, I'm again gonna kind of uh, disqualify Korg from being part of a real solution to that. He is most notably for bouncing lines off of my personal. I think it's probably my favorite line in the MCU, uh, where Korg basically uh, is talking to Thor for the first time about his hammer and how it pulls him off. Uh, oh, your hammer pulled you off. It's an it's, it's it's an iconic line. It's uh, beautiful, and his friendship to Thor, even through the hard times when Thor's just drinking a lot, he's talking to uh, what Noob Master sixty nine. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. He's calling me a dick again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pure. Hey, that kid's on the internet again. He's calling me a dick again. <laughs> pure gold. He's comedy gold, and it's Taika Waititi. There's in a Taika Waititi film. <laughs> Phenomenal yeah. stuff. Korg is for me. He's right. he's league. He has to be part of the league, unless like in the future, maybe he turns into like a bigger pile of rocks and becomes stronger. <laughs> I, his current pile of rock self. I'm not gonna say he's too OG. That's me. Just me. To so here's my concession, where I'm gonna meet you in the middle on this. You have sessions. I, I have a middle ground here. I am proposing a secondary wing of the league for interstellar league members. Again, because I think like, I think he's OP on the planet earth, but like in the interstellar scope of things certainly is not, he's not going to fight off like more powerful space based threats of any kind, but he's going to beat the shit out of anyone on earth that tries to fight him. Maybe not. Maybe he's made of fucking rocks, dude. Like you just need to have a jackhammer. (laughs) 
See, I think he's too OP on Earth where I he currently so. resides. I don't think so. I think Korg could get washed by somebody like us. Like if he like lived us. on Asgard, I'd be like, sure, he could get whomped easily. <laughs> it's because every day everybody's there a fucking god. Yeah, but he lives on Earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Korg doesn't. I mean, he does live on Earth, but he's still peaceful. And he doesn't do anything. Like, he's not running around fighting. Like, I'd even say Meek might be, you know, a little bit more, like, a little bit more threatening. He's All like he a does is thing. lay eggs. That's <laughs> yeah, threatening. I'd actually be you more ever seen likely Prometheus to give you, and shit? I'd be, like, I'd be way more likely to give you Meek than Korg. No. No, Meek is just, All he doesn't Meek even does talk. lay eggs is useless. He doesn't <laughs> even talk. What do you know about those eggs, though? You Ooh, know? I do know very little about the eggs. <laughs> That's you get, my point. I give you that. So, Mostly so far, it seems like they'd just die. <laughs> Otherwise, I think our planet would have a real meek problem by now. Like, he's dropped a lot of eggs already, and it's just the, the brief appearances we've had with him. I think we'd have a lot of those creatures about suddenly if they just, like, sprawled out and just laid eggs. Oh, I don't want to sleep anymore now. <laughs> I think I'm going to sleep tonight after that. I was just sleeping thinking about meek eggs in my bed. Just, like, a little thing that's just creepy crawling in my bed because they... There's currently there are butterflies in my room. Weird present we got for Christmas. Somebody gave us live caterpillars during Christmas, and we live in Michigan. It is uh, a crisp four degrees out or something like that right now. So I couldn't exactly when they hatched let them outside. So yeah, little uh little note there. I am currently living with butterflies, which is amazing. They just free float around my room. This is one of the first times I've ever heard Mike brag about himself in my life, and I like it. I like it. It's true. Uh, it's true. He is, in fact, living with butterflies, and that is a brag he deserves to make. Yeah, it's a very... It's like, pretty cool. I want to say it's a humble brag, because it's like they're butterflies, yeah. and they're just like these gentle, cool no, little creatures. Brag. Yeah, they just kind of like float around and stuff. Yeah, one of them flutter about. Speaking of uh, Legend of Zelda, one of them has like kind of made a home on my little Link doll. Ooh, nice. It just kind of hangs up there on his hat. Hell yeah. Very cute. His name's James. Uh, Ooh, James the Butterfly. Good guy. Good guy. Sounds like it. I like James already. But you know what? All right. I'm going to give Korg interstellar guest pass to the league. I'm still calling this a win. Hey, you call it what you want to call it, but I'm calling it an interstellar guest pass. Well, fine. Go ahead, then. You figure out what is your next. Where are we going with your next nomination, Derek? My next nomination... I have to move over to the guy in the chair, Mr. Ned. Ned, my Our man. Our boy Ned. I love him so much. Just such a sweet little casserole of a young lad. He is just such a dear pal. So delighted and charmed just to get to be a part of any of this. So enthusiastic. There for Peter when he needs him goes to Europe with the intention of being a bachelor abroad and gets a girlfriend on the plane and then breaks up with her when they get back home and just spends nothing but the time he was abroad with a girlfriend. Really went the other direction there. But my, I just love Ned. So many great lines. So much fun. His deep love for, for Lego, I can get down on. I respect mm-hmm. the Lego page, passion big time. A- a- Shout out Legos. Shout out Legos. Yeah, I love Legos, man. Legoland. Legoland. It's my shit. Yeah, so Ned is my nomination. I think it's pretty straightforward. Clearly not overpowered. Clearly no. not a super of any kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't dispute this I one. Mean, I'm not going to. The only dispute would be spoilers here for Spider-Man No Way Home. Do you want to always be spoiler cognizant? Yeah. 
Is he that just does a have some. Ring, I mean, he's in control. He's in control of the sling ring at the time. Sure. But we do know sling rings aren't like universally responsive to people. Right. And we do know they typically take like time to adapt. And he kind of just like picks one up and just like swirls about and accidentally does some really insanely cool shit. So I guess this kind of just depends on where you think that they're going with all this. Is this just like Marvel being like, yeah, we don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. This whole movie has. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I absolutely adore the movie. I think it is fucking great. Uh, we and I both think do. Everybody should see it. It but, has its goofy plot holes in yes. it. And let's be real here. We love the MCU, but they're not exactly trying to just like keep everything as, you know, OG is. These they they do some things that they just kind of get loose with. movies. Right. Yeah. But do I, I think that this is a setup for Ned Leeds being more powerful? I do. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to disprove him on here for this because at, at this point... He's dude, on the watch list. He could graduate watch, out of the league. But yeah, he could graduate out of the league. And that is something that these characters can do as well. Maybe we didn't do the best job explaining that part of it. Um, but yeah, you can graduate from the league. Um, yeah. You can graduate out of it if you magically gain powers or you know, uh, etc. Great yeah. example there. One Miss Monica Rambeau. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, we yep. loved her, both of us, in Captain Marvel quite a bit. And we've always referred to as a potential league member mm-hmm. until WandaVision came. She becomes Photon, in which yep. she clearly cannot be in the league anymore. No. Way too powerful for said league now. So she graduated out. We also all anticipate that Cassie Lang someday, adorable little girl who I'm going to nominate later, and that we'll probably get in. We'll see what Mike's take on her is when I get to it, or if Mike beats me to it and nominates her. She's another one that has all the potential that we know could graduate out. For now. For now, we'll see with Cassie. Yeah. Uh, so I think I agree with you. Ned's in for now. Yep. I like that. And uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on him. Ned is a to-be-determined member yeah. now. Could grow past the league for sure. So next, I'm going to go ahead and nominate a man that I think, I guess you could probably make some sort of debate against, but I think, I, I think I'm safe here. It's my man Scourge. Going dip, dipping back into Ragnarok, yeah, he can summon the Bifrost, but that ain't anything special from where he's at there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can summon the Bifrost. Derek, the man uses guns that he calls Des and Troy that he picked up on Midgard, and he seems almost completely worthless without them. Um, I'm going to say that. In a world where humans can absolutely shoot you with a gun, my guess is that him being able to activate the Bifrost like that isn't something super special. It's not like Heimdall. There's a difference here. I don't know what that difference is because obviously we don't really get to figure that out. But I don't think that he was... I mean, he was a placekeeper for by for Loki. Like, Loki right. stooged him out over there and he's like sitting there having these... All the good Asgardians wouldn't serve him. Correct. Because they're, yeah, I don't think it's a matter of, you know, how o, you know, OP he is. I don't think he's overpowered. You don't see him shooting the Bifrost off at people when he's, you know, on that fight on the bridge. If My... he could, then yes. But otherwise, I just, he's hilarious. I mean, he is such a, a just such a heel, man. There's nothing that he does that is, you know, really heroic until the very end. And even at that point, you're just like, this dude's just such a goofball, man. So, 
I'm going to give you Scourge, but I do want to point out 99% of Asgardians, just by core being Asgardian, would get rejected from the league by me. But because Scourge proves himself so inept, yeah. I'm willing to give the pass in, where the lack of aptitude shoots himself in the foot of the Asgardian advantage, we'll call it. Think about yeah, in the Asgardian advantage will be donned. Um, I think that that's an actual terminology we will be using very frequently. There are a lot of really fun people in that, you know, that verse. But Scourge, yeah, he's a doofus, dude. Like when Thor's trying to get him to bring him back, and he's just sitting there talking about his guns, like look at my things. And he's just, like, trying to impress these girls. And he still just looks like a, a giant doofus, man. I can't help to absolutely love the hell out of him. I think that that's, you know, part of his league membership for me is that he's just so lovable and goofy and dumb. And even if he's, you know, he can live 5,000 years, it doesn't mean that he's living 5,000 super meaningful years. <laughs> like I said, I'm in on Scourge. That's fine. That, that rocks for me. He's... Might be the lone Asgardian I would I would approve uh, for the league on sheer stupidity alone. And I'll dive into my next nomination after that. I guess I already teased it before, so I'll just come out now with Cassie Lang. Sweet Cassie Lang, the youngest league member, I believe. I think so far. Although by yeah. now she's like a, she's like a yeah. teenager now where we're standing with her. However, they're, I think they're presenting her to be like 14 to 16 Still the in youngest. Endgame or so. Like whatever, give or take a year or two. Just good stuff. I particularly am nominating Child Cassie Lang. I'm sure that the actress they have coming on will be great as well, but this is the one I spent some time with, is Child Cassie, and she is just a delight. World's Greatest Grandma. Oh, my gosh. There's just so many great moments. Her falling in love with the giant-sized ant, and they just keep it as a pet. Yep. The, uh, the- her, are you looking for my daddy? Yeah, sweetheart. I just want to make sure he's safe. I hope you don't find him. <laughs> just like... The, the the ant tunnels, like the ant hill that they make out of the house, basically, <laughs> yeah. where they do have Luis in there as well, which is great. Oh, um, Luis in the cut big time in that scene. But that, so it's not even just, like, the script that they had for or anything like that. And I wonder, I really would like to know if she just, like, improvised all that stuff because she's absolutely hilarious. And she really just, like, brightens up. In a movie where Ant-Man doesn't seem like this, like, dark, you know, sad, but his movie, his, his whole background's really tragic. It kind of sucks. And, like... A prison real bad? Ha- yeah, having her in there to really lighten those things up. Like, Derek's just adorable. Um, oh, so adorable. It, we, I think, where you're, or where I would be concerned here is that, yes, I think we know that eventually she may be OP, but we don't have any confirmation. Yeah, no, of that she's yet. not there yet. She's just a kid to sell. Right. And we don't really, yeah, have any. We look forward to celebrating her graduation from the league into the hero life. Yeah. And we'll celebrate all the members that do that. You know, if you're out here on your glow up, we're going to do nothing but cheer for you. That's the type of folk we are around here. Yeah, we're a loving folk here over at uh, right. the Morons of the Multiverse. Um, we multiversal love for all morons, uh, people, everything. Yeah, all y'all. We love you. Let's do a little recap here. So far, I've nominated and successfully gotten in Happy Hogan, Trevor Slattery, Scourge, Somewhat Korg. I can't say I got a full nomination there from Derek, so I can't say that he's in. 
he's like on this like weird list that Derek's created already. Pass. So uh, guest pass, yeah. Interstellar guest pass. All right. I'm, I'll leave that as it is. Um, and then Derek has successfully gotten in Luis, Dr. Darcy, Ned, and Cassie. Yes, sir. Cassie Lang. All right. So which brings me to my next nomination. Agent Mobius. Please elaborate, sir. Do I need to? No, I would think you do. <laughs> This is a podcast. People like more words, not few words. There's going to be times, guys, where I don't give you anything at all. And you're going to wonder why you're still listening. And I'm going to wonder why you're still listening as well. But I'm going to give you nothing. In the case of Agent Mobius, I think that Agent Mobius is more like a cop to me. (laughs) And I don't really find anything too special about that. No offense to the, the good cops out there. Little offense. Yeah. That said, I just think Mobius has a very league-centric, you know, mindset to him. You know, sea-doos, um, long, beautiful strolls on the beach with croaky, things like that. I think Mobius, it's not like he's super-powered or anything like that. He's not overpowered. Everything that he has to his disposal are resources of the TVA, which, if we're to believe, the TVA is a bunch of fucking nonsense anyways. So, it's all just a big, giant thing that somebody is using to control Mm. things so i think mobius gets to be a league member i think he really should there's it's there's no scenes in him you know beating on anybody or like really pulling anybody through anything he gets all everything that makes him special in a way like and i'm just sitting here defending him the whole time so that's great is all tools or gear given to him by the tva and they're like time loops and shit they're like, he's like here i'm gonna loop you into uh loop you you know into an oblivion like i don't know that i see those things as being op because again they're not a extension i mean they are an extension of him they're not solely his yeah but as we know being a superhero isn't strictly in super abilities it's also in the tech you use, and in the training that you have employed upon you. And this is a character who we believe to have spent, we're never given a specific amount of years per se, but we can estimate hundreds of years based on the way that is described with his relationship with the judge, working for the TVA, being trained, and becoming a pretty high up person within the TVA who has time travel mechanics to go anywhere in time. So let me get this straight, Derek. I think the variant that doesn't get plucked out and become a member of the TVA version of Owen Wilson's character Mobius would be a League member if we'd ever met that person. But I think this person we've met works for one of the most powerful organizations in the entire multiverse. But it's a sham. Yeah, but it's still one of the most powerful organizations within the multiverse. Even as a sham, it has real power. But let's 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 go just follow me here. If Agent Mobius was not stuck there because it seems as though he was put there beyond his will. It was a he had these memories from a past life and he's doing this job that basically he's stuck doing because of somebody else. I would also argue that that makes him league quality where he's almost fighting against his power like that's not something that he's using because he even wants to he doesn't even know he doesn't want to 
This is a member that I think can graduate into the league someday when we get to see him retire from the TVA and we see him on that jet ski because I just have to believe in my heart of hearts that we're just going to get to see him on a jet ski someday. I think at that time he becomes a league member, but I can't, I can't, I can't agree with the nomination on this one. He's got way too much power at, the, at his fingertips. Derek, you do realize Darcy is a, a doctor? <laughs> a very very smart person yeah she's super smart but she's not like what kind of things does she have at her fingertips computers and very very powerful government controlled computers that may be able to affect <clears throat> reality Man, you're just lashing out here you're just <laughs> lashing out i'm angry i'm angry agent <laughs> mobius deserved better <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to open it up to the Twitter sphere out here. Uh, ye who listen, all of yees, check us out on the social medias and let us know if I'm being too strict by not letting Mobius in. I think he is. If y'all if y'all make me feel it, I'll put him in. I'll agree with him. I'll second the nomination and let him in. Because the league also has to be universal. We both have to agree. He'll second that emotion. I will second that emotion. Oh, beautiful. Ooh. All right, so now that I'm not mad at you anymore, I'm going to go with your next nomination, Derek. Tight. I, speaking of Darcy, who you just tried to uh, just sideswipe out of nowhere in the midst of your rage there, I am going to pitch a new league member who could be a co-star of a Marvel Cinematic Universe spin-off series with Darcy. And this person is Agent James Wu. Agent James Wu is out here like he's a member of the FBI. But <laughs> but are you fucking kidding me? Hey, I give you space. I give you space. Just at least let me make my case here. Human FBI with no multiversal time traveling ability, less powerful than Mobius with all the time travel ability. But anyway, on the grander note of Agent James Wu here, what do we really see him do? We magic see him tricks. learn to close up magic with like a deck of cards and stuff. That's impressive. I can't do magic. I, nor can I. But, so? But it can be taught on the internet. We can both learn. He did. He's an FBI agent. We see him bring Darcy coffee. What a sweetheart. We see him cower from the hex over and over again. We see him kind of want to hang out with Scott Lang at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Are you yeah, saying you want to get really Are you cool. saying you want to get lunch sometime? No, I, I wasn't saying that. Oh, no. Either was I. Like Scott's really cool. I agree. But what a sweetie. What a pal. James Wood just seems like a good hang. Like the type of guy that like He'd probably bring like a lot of he'd bring like a really delicious entree of food or like side dish and like a nice bottle of whiskey to share. Yeah, and not like a side dish or something you wouldn't like. Yeah, like no, something, something every he's like, Yeah, I know everybody's gonna like no, this. Or like so a I'm really dope it. dessert or something. Yeah. You know, he'd bring like something that everybody digs and he'd bring like a really nice bottle of whiskey. Yeah. No, I really like I, I like him. I'm just being salty about Mobius. We're talking about yet another person who's part of an organization that is there to make people's lives worse, typically. But that's that's fine. I'll give you that one. I'll leave you there. We've you've already heard my qualm on it. No worries. <laughs> Jimmy Woo is in, baby. Yeah, he gets it. I mean, I would. He would definitely be on my list. Potential I, I, graduates. 
he maybe I don't know that he really does ever graduate from there. Oh, they're but gonna... I never finished explaining the show I would build with Wu and Darcy, though. No, Sorry. you didn't. And is so it just like the where sh- they love each other? I mean, they would fall in love eventually. Yeah, yeah. But like, that would take some time. Like, the, the chemistry's there. Let's <laughs> first of all, I want to note that the chemistry is there. But second of all, it would be an X Files type show. Ooh. Where you got Wu and Darcy. Just out there exploring like cases of the week. He's like the dete- like the trained detective, and she's like the computer nerd. And the two of them like are out there. And maybe it's not as much like ghosty and alieny as X Files. Yeah, doing more and light more lifting like, here. Like even like some like white collar crimes. Like like diff- they're taking on like different hackers and like people in the digital crime world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like anything where they're basically detectiving it up as a duo. In some Marvel-y type ways. And maybe, like, there's a, a big villain thereafter. It turns out to be a villain we know, you know? And, like, you can w- have, like, a couple of normies could do step very, up like... and take down, like, a supervillain. Because I think that's a story to be told. I think it'd be interesting to see, like, the no-powered normies that we've known for several movies kind of take down, like, a somewhat powerful being. Yeah. Not, like, it... super powerful, just, like, a little powerful. Maybe even, like, in, like, a Men in Black kind of role. You know, oh, where, yeah. Yeah, where they get to kind of like go and see like, uh, you know, they've got interstellar travelers just kind of like visiting Earth and stuff. And they, you know, run in and they've got to do like a – I'm literally describing Men in Black. But like <laughs> they got to go deliver an alien baby. <clears throat> right, I would love to watch that. You take a Men in Black meets X-Files, but it's after the world finds out about mutants. Oh, and they're out going, and they're helping, and they're helping mutants. And like, it's not about them like hunting mutants. Maybe they. It's about them like going to ones that are like in hiding and in danger, and trying to help them like, yeah, help the good ones, and kind of helping like form an alliance. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, they would definitely be the ones like a uh, underground railroad for like you know yeah. mutants kind of thing, where they can lighten that whole thing up a little bit because that's really a. It's a very brutal part of all of that. Big time. And I think that's why they X-Men has tried quite a few times, and I can't remember the last thing that I saw. They lightly, or they didn't lightly touch on it. That's really kind of how they went into it. Um, and it was a TV series, and I can't think of the name of it right now. Very good, but, I mean, it had it definitely had good moments to it. But it's a very hard thing for them to tackle just because it is so dark and, you know, kind of rough content. But... Yeah, I would love that. I would think that that would be a really, uh, really fun show. Morons of the Multiverse. To hear the rest of our conversation about our league, this formation of badass characters without super abilities, click on tomorrow because we'll have another episode dropping then. It's going to be the thrilling conclusion to this conversation.
Oh, 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 oh,